0: Welcome to the PSDcast of Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Jason Lumberg, and in today's episode, we're discussing an interesting solar power application. now solar power for consumer devices is nothing new. For five years, my go-to laptop bag had a small solar panel for emergency charging needs. But Sunvolt has released an elegant photovoltaic application known as Velocity that's starting to turn heads, and we're excited to talk about it today. We're proud to welcome the COO, of Sunbolt, Fred Stampone, to the PSD cast. And that said, Fred, welcome to the show. And could you tell that, our listeners a little bit about Sunbolt?
1: Sure. First of all, thank you for inviting us and giving us this opportunity to talk a little bit about the company, Jason. I'll start by telling you that Sunbolt is a company that has a sustainable focus. Our founders, Ian and Jim, uh, have always had a passion for green energy development, and uh, Um, You know, I've always felt that the ability to harness the power of a resource such as the sun to keep people charged, connected, uh, moving forward uh, would be a business that uh, they would be willing to continue to invest time and money. So, uh, you know, having said that, I will tell you that uh, we only build the highest quality and most durable workstations on the market. And, uh, you know, what does that mean? You know, our solar power systems are, are PE designed, they're NEC compliant, and they use the highest quality components, most all of which are UL listed, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, we use powerful solar arrays uh, up to one kilowatt, and the best charge controllers, uh, inverters, and batteries that uh, make reasonable sense for the, you know, for the intended market. Um, our, our structures are manufactured using powder-coated steel, cast concrete, durable, natural wood, and, and other sorts of uh, surfaces such as recycled plastic lumber and, and components uh, similar to that. And I think finally, you know, what I'd say about Sunbolt is we stand behind our work. We have strong warranties, and we have a pretty committed team of professionals that are ready to help customers in just about any way that they see fit.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, before we, we delve into um, the the subject of the podcast, um, I, I was wondering if, if you could speak a little bit uh, to, to the overarching theme. You know, we're we're talking about solar power, and, and we're all familiar with the technology. It's it's certainly not anything new, but it's I think it's finally starting to gain a, a little bit more traction. Um, but why is why is it so important to the country?
1: Well, I think we face a challenge of ensuring continuing access to affordable energy sources. We all want to support this level of prosperity that this this country has been accustomed to through, through, certainly throughout my lifetime and probably yours. And Mm -hmm. and, an abundant energy supply is critical to that end. So we also think about wanting to reduce environmental impacts. Um, you know, we hear a lot of debate and conversation about the effects and risks of, of climate change, but you know, what what does it really mean to us? Here's the way that I would best say it: um, We're looking for you know clean air, clean water, um, and and better health, probably resulting from both of those. You know, we're looking for uh, you know a strong economic profile that allows growth. Through the creation of, among other things, green jobs, and we certainly can count um, among the, the growth in green jobs, so what solar has contributed in, in the last five years in particular it's been a very very significant number. Um, you know we're looking for greater energy security you know, due primarily to anticipated reductions in imported fuel and so you know what, what does all this what does all this mean for us in terms of you know, what Sunbolt hopes to do? Um, you know, we we kind of sum it up this way: uh, the sun's the world's most dependable resource, and this business was built around around that um, as a as a basis for you know, entering the market.
0: Right, right. So what, let's jump into the the velocity now. Could could you give our audience like a, a brief overview of the technology itself, and and maybe for for those who haven't um, seen. Um, one of those units. Could could you describe the workstation itself? Um, just just give a, a brief overview of maybe what it looks like, what consumers would expect from it, what um, you know the some of the campuses that might uh, be the target audience for this might expect. Sure.
1: So the Velocity is a sit down workstation um, comprised of a tabletop that's you know roughly a, a four foot square with a center post or mast, as we call it, that supports the solar array. Um, we call that the canopy. And the two benches that accompany the table. Um, there's room to pull in uh, other chairs, other seating, which, which is ADA accessible. Um, and the mast at the base of the table um, has the outlets, both 120-volt AC and USB outlets, which obviously are the, uh, the inherent um, use with the table. Uh, there's two, um, to, depending on the model, and this particular model has two USB and four, I'm sorry, two AC and four USB charging ports, allowing up to six devices at one time uh, to be charged. So, you know, the, the essence of the technology is, is built around a true off-grid solar power system. It's a, it's a PE compliant design. Um, with, a, with a powerful 660-watt solar array designed uh, to provide uh, two to three days of autonomy uh, because batteries are included in, you know, in days when there is not abundant sunlight or during evening use. You know, the batteries are uh, the source of the energy for charging devices. Um, the, the battery bank is significant in that uh, it's, it's about 210 amp hours of storage capacity. Using a high quality AGM battery, which is you know, among the best battery technology available for the money um, running at uh, running at twelve volts not to unlike your car, and uh, you know, able to generate uh, quite a bit of power with with the array that we're talking about you know, with six hundred and sixty watts, and assuming you know, let's say a twenty percent loss you know, due to uh, um, self consumption uh, you're, you're looking at generating um, depending on where you are, and then using Philadelphia as an example in the summer, where you might get on average four to five hours of sunlight, you know, almost 300 watt hours of daily energy production. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that pretty much describes you know, the table and a little bit of the technology behind it. But it's, a, it's clearly a, a value-driven charging station that doesn't sacrifice any of the quality or durability or high power that's, that's become associated with our brand.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, what, what makes the Velocity unique compared to some of your other offerings like the Campus XL, the Dash, the Momentum? Um, what's, what sets the Velocity apart?
1: The, the, the value orientation of the Velocity is, is its clear selling point. When workstations of this nature first hit the market, they were expensive, and, and many of what we sell are still expensive. Certainly, the competitors' products uh, that are designed similarly are expensive. We we looked at that price point and said, doesn't necessarily make sense for everybody. You know, whether it's a university who has abundant resources, or, or a corporate um, campus situation, uh, you know, with, with a high-profile company that can write the check, uh, doesn't really matter because at the end of the day someone's responsible for that investment so we looked at those price points and said you know how do we deliver a more value-driven product without sacrificing the quality and we looked at the the size we looked at the the makeup of the components we looked at the the size of the array and uh, toned it down to a price point that we think makes sense you know while while we're also concerned about margins we were able to uh you know to provide uh, the price point at a, at a reasonable price that still gives us the acceptable margins.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I think that solar power, I think you'd probably agree, has a, has a bit of an image problem uh, these days. Uh, I think a lot of consumers' exposure to it um, uh, you know, comes in the form of, of actually one of the, the booming businesses in, in this country is, is door-to-door solar installers. And I, I think that also, as, as you alluded to, the techs, uh, in general, uh, relatively modest efficiency has kind of held it back from wider penetration in a consumer or the prosumer marketplace. But how does the, the velocity address some of those concerns, especially by way of efficiency?
1: Well, the, the, the image problem that you referenced, Jason, I believe is, is linked somewhat significantly to the fact that solar energy as we typically see it deployed Is invisible. I'll use the example of uh, a typical corporation who has a hundred thousand square foot warehouse rooftop that sits, you know, possibly next to their corporate office, and they deploy a you know two or three or five megawatt solar system on the roof, but no one ever knows that it's there and they don't get the credit for it. Um, You know, there's there's certainly there's certainly other examples of people who have acreage uh, separate apart from the corporate campus where they can put a You know a significant solar investment, but again, it's it's invisible. Uh, The velocity is a tangible um, recognition um, for a company who has a green focus. If you're walking into the headquarters of X Y Z company who has made that investment on their warehouse roof, and you see at the entranceway to their table or at the entranceway to their company on a beautiful outdoor setting. A couple of velocity or, or similar workstations there, and uh, you'll, you'll immediately take note that, my God, you know, these guys have, have spent the money to you know, provide this this outdoor workspace for their for their uh, employees. They could have just as easily stayed on the grid, made the investment to run some wires and cables underneath. But I think I think the the, the person making that observation quickly realizes that. I understand this. This is you know, this is a company who really is committed to solar, and then you know, they walk in the office and you know they'll see pictures of that of that three megawatt system sitting on the hundred square foot, um, hundred thousand square foot warehouse roof you know, in the lobby. And now it all starts to kind of come together for them.
0: Right, right, right. So I was I was looking at some of uh, the university case studies on, on Sunbolt's website, and, and I know that um, I know the Velocity is fairly new, and it's not it's not on the uh, the campus is just yet, but that, that certainly uh, would be one of the, the target locations for uh, for the velocity and, uh, along with like the corporate locations that you mentioned. Um, but just just delving into the riverside case study specifically, um, I, I think we can all see what sort of needs that that would fulfill um, it's, it's it's a pretty elegant application, but maybe you could just uh, reiterate like what what did the campus Excel Uh, what needs did it fulfill on that particular campus
1: well the University of Riverside made a decision um, very uh, very early on uh, as as these technologies were were becoming affordable uh, that they would be carbon neutral and the the date that they specified was 2025 I, I don't recall exactly Jason where they when they made this commitment but at the time Um, laptops were just becoming available for students in fact they had a program where they would lend the uh, the the student community laptops uh, from the Student Union Building and it soon became apparent that uh, there wasn't a lot of places to charge their devices so Mm -hmm. you know that immediately became a necessary uh, goal for them Um, none of the uh, um, as a green-minded campus None of the under none of the sustainability projects that they were undertaking provided the kind of visibility that they were looking for in terms of awareness of renewable energy. So the director of sustainability you know, took a look at our products and said, you know, "This this clearly makes sense." Uh, in addition, he was he was looking to enhance some areas on the campus that were underutilized. And I think we've all been in these sprawling campus uh, university campus settings and have seen you know beautiful green spaces and such. Uh, that almost look virgin and untouched, but at the end of the day, as these universities are expanding their enrollment, um, you know they start building out in these spaces and realize that you know the the, the, the utilization of uh, of some of these you know, green spaces uh, um, certainly need to uh, include the kinds of site amenities that would make it attractive for their students, and we we have we have become one of those site amenities you know, just like a park bench and a, and a, uh, bicycle station, uh, is, is specced by the architect. When he's designing a space, you're now seeing, you know, workstations such as ours uh, being part of that. And that's exactly what happened at university of Rivers- university of California at Riverside.
0: Right, right. Uh, for, for sure. And, and, uh, even at this point, I'm, I'm about two, two decades removed from, uh, from university myself, but, uh, even even back in the day, I remember how um, when, I, when I went to Rutgers, there was there was a lot of space that definitely seemed like it was underutilized, and it, and it would be perfect for, for something like uh, one of Sunbolt's workstations. But, uh, but not to get off too much on the tangent, was there any other partnerships that, that Sunbolt is, is working on that you care to mention, uh, specifically uh, with regards to the velocity?
1: Well, it's, it's a category that's new and yet I'm amazed that almost every week there's more opportunities for us. Um, typically, it's, a, it's an inquiry by a reseller. Some of, some of them are local, some of them are international, um, asking if they can you know, be, a, be a dealer of our product. Um, the likes of the Grangers and the Graybars uh, have gotten involved with us, and although we have not had many unit sales through those organizations, um, both have uh, sold at least one of our units. Um, there's, there's a number of site amenity reps that are, uh, that are contacting us, and, and more recently, um, an actual furniture manufacturer who is selling you know, those site amenities into those same verticals into which we're selling corporate campuses, universities, um, that want to marry our technology to their tables. So you know, I think there's, you're going to see some joint ventures from you know, some of the significant uh, site amenities players around the country. Um, and, and companies like us emerge in the, in the not-too-distant future. But I, I will tell you, the, the, things that I'm, the things that I'm most excited about are potential partnerships with uh, organizations such as the Rails to Trails Conservancy. We've identified uh, this emerging trail, national trail system around the country as a, uh, as a tremendous opportunity for us because, by their very nature, trails are off the grid. So we, we set out to get involved with the RTC, and uh, through them, uh, have gotten exposure to a number of other organizations. Uh, in fact, next week we're going to be exhibiting uh, another model, our, our first stand-up model called the Dash, um, at the National Geographic's annual Explorers Festival. The uh, the event company that was running that event for them uh, was doing some some online search, and they found these units and offered us the opportunity to bring their units down and you know, show. Show them there and allow their their guests to utilize the the units uh, you know, for a productive purpose. Obviously, they're going to be in an outdoor setting when people are taking breaks, and everyone's going to be on their phone. And needless to say, there will be plenty of people looking for a place to charge their phones. So you know, we're just starting to see those kinds of opportunities, and that's unique because a you know a, a, a relatively small company like us um, has difficulty identifying the opportunities to be on a national stage. And, you know, a couple of these opportunities are, are just now starting to emerge.
0: Right. Uh, that, that, that sounds really cool, Fred. And, and we're definitely going to be following uh, Sunbolt's story, uh, especially as, as you get a little bit out there, a little bit more out there in the, in the marketplace. But um, I, I just want to say thanks for all the great info today. And um, we want to thank you for joining us. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in.